This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Hey, I'm Ray. And I'm Dean. And we're from Joy Breakfast. We hope you enjoy this Joy podcast. It's quarter to nine. You're on Joy Brecky with Rach and Dean. And we are chatting about what we did over our weekends. We and teased like crazy on Friday, didn't we? We, we did. had pretty weekends coming our way. Pretty big weekends. Big, just not pretty. <laughs> very big. Um, no, it's not pretty now. It was pretty at the time. We both had our makeup done. We, we had our so hair excited. done. Uh, not so pretty now because <laughs> I did burn the absolute hell out of my forehead with my hair curler. Okay, so on Friday, Rach came in with the side of her hair dyed pink. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, and that was all because you were going to see Pink perform live. Yeah. And I decided during the show <laughs> that I was going to do a pink faux hawk. Now, um, I saw the picture. We put it up on the Joy Breakfast Instagram socials. Check it out. looks amazing, but I couldn't fit it in the square. And at the time <laughs> I was like, is this what a faux hawk is? And you're like, no. So the picture looks amazing, but let's describe for everyone what a faux hawk is. Yeah. So half of my head is already shaved. And so I uh, curled all my hair into super tight curls and then I just grabbed some pins and I slicked up the left-hand side of my uh, hair and so uh, there's a curly bit at the front and it goes all the way through the centre of my head uh, down to the nape of my neck. And it's so sexy. Like, it looks so hot. It was Amazing, yeah. and I got so many compliments, which was it looks stunning, very gratifying mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the fact that I burnt my forehead. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a now problem, not a then problem. Okay, hang on. Like, because is that that's what there's a little thingy there that you've burnt your forehead. Yeah. What do you do when that? It was that with the curly thing. Yeah. So what do you do when that happens? Scream. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you can't run it underwater, right? It's yeah. your forehead. And it's shit with your hair and everything. So, so what do you do? I damp dampened some paper towel and held that on it. And then I've got burn cream at home because as a hairdresser, I do burn myself on tools <laughs> a lot. Uh, so I put burn cream on it and it's actually stopped it from like developing into like a proper blister. There's nothing inside it. Yay for that. Um, it's just melted skin at this point. Okay. So aside from the burn, you were looking sexy as, and you know, while burning hot, 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 the hot, hot, hot part of the night was that you went to see Pink in concert. Oh, MG, she is still the biggest babe in the world. Of course, <laughs> she gets around doing all her acrobatics and everything. So she's wearing like a tight little uh, lycra. Um, Pink is hot. Leotard, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you couldn't be in loose clothing when you're going to. Because were there aerials? Oh, yeah. Pink does aerials, right? Or, it was like, the whole shebang. Through the whole stadium really? as well. I was down on the floor. Um, and I tell you what. I'm a bum girl and Pink's booty, oh, <laughs> oh, it's so, like, she's just incredible performer. She is so talented. Her singing voice is impeccable. Her, but everyone who supports her on the stage is also just, like, top tier. They Everyone's are bringing 100%. amazing. Just in general, the show was brilliant. Um, what is your number one? What was your number one song? These two questions I'm going to ask you. Number one song and number one moment of Pink's concert. Ooh. Two, they, they don't have to be the same thing. 
Well, her flying over the top during So What, where she literally came directly above our heads, um, that's probably number one moment. She did also, like, call out the security guards to go and help someone. So she's just real. Yeah. She's just, like, a real badass. I've seen that on YouTube before. What is it like when you're actually there at the concert, hearing the music, hearing her sing and having her literally fly fly above your head? It's almost like unbelievable because it's like how is someone doing all of this like insane like acrobatics is the only way to put it um <laughs> yes i do need a towel we got a message come through yes i do need a towel um i am drooling and other um how does she keep singing completely mm. in tune that's the thing that blows my mind is she just has such a phenomenal voice um and me like mind you her backup vocalists have her 100 percent for when she is like spinning upside down really really fast and is not singing but um, in my mind i'm like wouldn't you just get a few off notes or something like to be able right? to recover from that and go okay here's another number like it's just i imagine just running around in a circle five times you're dizzy imagine spinning in aerial acrobatics the adrenaline must be so intense oh i love it yeah mm-hmm. oh. and what about your favorite song performed live <gasps> Because when we're talking talking about a Pink concert, what was exactly, like, was it recent hits, all of the old classics? So the one that really, that gave me full goosebumps was um, I'm Here and it's one of her newer songs and they kind of do it mostly a cappella, just her and her backing vocalists. And it's, I this is the new queer anthem. I'm putting my, my, queer batten down and saying it is the new queer anthem i'm here incredible oh i absolutely love it um we've gotten yes rach does need a towel we've gotten a few more messages through okay jj is sending through video footage of of um pink flying through the air on tiktok which we absolutely love look it sounds absolutely amazing i reckon we're gonna have to round out the show with a pink number today just Hell yes. Uh, in honour of that, I love hearing everything about it. You're on Joe Brecky with Rach and Dean, and it is nine minutes to nine. Wakey, wakey with Rach and Dean for Joy Brecky. It's 13 minutes past seven on your Tuesday morning. And uh, that fire uh, notice is very Ooh. important, especially for people who are outside of the metro areas of Melbourne. Uh, tomorrow is meant to be an extreme fire danger day, especially in the areas there are already fires. Yeah, I wouldn't just say Melbourne. I would say Australia as a whole. A couple of different artists who are driving back from Adelaide Fringe Festival have already um, shared on their stories how they're having to seek alternative routes because they would are going to be driving through dangerous fire areas. So it's really important for everyone uh, to check what the situation is on your, your local area, especially the alert apps that you can get and information you can get on your phone. Mm-hmm. Make sure you've got all of that up to date, have everything charged so that you can be informed at any time. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be one of those those very extreme days, though, with the wind mm. and the hotter temperatures and even some of the um, electrical storms that have been happening where the lightning has been causing fires. Dry light. Yeah, so we want everyone to please look after yourself. Check today what it is that you can do if you're in one of those areas or near it or are just concerned. What you can do to look after your home and any safety things you can do to be able to protect yourselves as best as possible. Yeah, they're saying evacuate. If you're near those areas, 
please do. Yeah, yeah, it'll be too late tomorrow. We want everyone to please look after yourselves. Fire, it's a terrible time. Don't mess with fire. No, not even slightly. Now, speaking of things that are really hot, uh, Dean, you went to Sydney on the weekend. I did. It was hot on the first day I arrived (laughs) (laughs) and then freezing the next. Uh, Yeah, I did. I went to Sydney. I had a couple of gigs up there. Frock was getting their frock on as a part of Mardi Gras. And I was really pleased to be able to go this past weekend because it was also the opening of Qtopia Sydney. Yay! So, if people don't know, what is Qtopia? So, Qtopia Sydney is Australia's first LGBTI museum uh, that literally opened on Saturday. It's something that a group of advocates and community members in Sydney have been working on for about the last year and a half to to be able to bring forward. And uh, it's ridiculously exciting. Like Tell I actually us about went, the location of it. It's actually located at uh, the old police station in Surrey Hills, which is just at the uh, corner of Oxford Street, where the Oxford is. I can't remember what the other street is. And it's actually in the site of the police station where uh, the 78ers and many LGBT people were taken uh, way back at the very first Mardi Gras when Pride became a protest. It is uh, amazing to be able to reclaim those spaces. Yeah, well, that space, that's been shut down for many years, uh, was changed. Uh, Surrey Hills Police Officer Station was moved down the road, and that's actually been shut down for many years and used in different shapes and forms over the years in small ways. But for it to be reclaimed in this way is amazingly special. Uh, it's really interesting when we look at the museum like hearing about it it sounded really great when you've had like advocates like ian roberts and people like that coming forward and saying this is we want to make this this is a first in history this is something really huge um and there is a reality to it that it currently sits in the space of where it's sydney's history so it's an australian first but it's sitting in the space of sydney but that shouldn't deter from anything because it's so amazing and there's such a rich and vibrant history that exists there but it was really interesting arriving on the weekend where this is all in the mainstream news and all in the media there because everyone focused very much on the press releases and what was his name? Um, Albanese, Anthony Albanese. I was about to say Scott Morrison. I have no idea why. Anthony Albanese was there as well to say how important it is and for the launch of it, uh, the PM. And all the media focused on that and the messaging that came from that. But when you actually step into the space, it's something completely different. It really is this history of Australian queer culture. What was the highlight of what you saw there? Well, there's really not just one. And this is what's really amazing about the space and really wonderful about it. Like you really do step in and you are in a um, old police station where a jail exists, where you're stepping into and being a part of it. And this is where I want to give a huge shout out to all the people involved because it's not the whole space yet. They're working on the upstairs area as well, where it will literally be another level, boom, tish. Uh, but it really will. But stepping in, uh, they've put a really big focus at the start with it opening at this time. You walk right in and there's a beautiful um, shrine to people who have passed, who are living with HIV. And uh, what I love about it is they've got lots of names there of people who have passed and you are able to submit a person's name if you can't find their name there. It really speaks oh, to wow. yeah, a huge amount of our history. And the beauty of Sydney's history within our communities, it speaks in so many different ways and rich, richness. This this speaks to the community of Sydney that I understand and the arts community when I go there. Like when you think about Mardi Gras, the elaborate costumes, there's a little section which is a shrine to Dykes on Bike Sydney and what they mean to the community. It's not just about a parade, but what they actually did years ago when men were dying of HIV and how Dykes on Bikes actually drove, around, uh, drove, rode their bikes around and things like that. There's so much history going on. It's massive. There's a huge section of the space in relation to our Indigenous culture and they have 
had sections of the pageant last year, which which existed for uh, the ultimate Queen Supreme Queen, uh, and it was really fa- fascinating. But what was really interesting uh, was the old jail cells and how they use them. So what they actually did, there are three jail cells that they used and they made them um, spaces and, and there were trigger warnings for it where you're stepping into it and these are the jail cells that people were held in during um, all those years ago at the first Mardi Gras. And you actually step into the space and there's um, some projections playing and lots of information to read. Uh, and then it's, it's, it's a lot to take in when you think about how many people were actually put into that space. But also then when there's the apology that comes from the police commissioner at the time, the door is closed and there's you look in the flap. So you see the apology through a distance like a police officer looking into the cell, which I think speaks on a lot of different ways. It's an amazingly curated space. This is just the tip of what exists there. There's so much of our culture there, so much of our history there, and this is the first week. And one of the things I think I love the most is walking around there. I was surrounded by so many diverse and older people from our communities that it's definitely on my bucket list to go back to each and every time I go. Well, you can check out Qtopia Sydney the next time you're in Sydney. Their website is super easy to find. Just write in Qtopia Sydney. And something very easy to know, um, it is paid to get go into, but on Sundays, City of Sydney have made it free for everyone who wants to enter. Awesome. You're on Joe Breakfast with Rach and Dean. This is Sigrid with Strangers. Coming up totally tricky true or false trivia for your Tuesday. Hey, I'm Rach. And I'm Dean. And I hope you enjoyed this little snippet of the fun we bring to air as a part of Joy Breakfast during weekdays. Don't forget to tune in from 7 till 9am or like and subscribe to the Joy Podcast. And keep yourself out loud and proud. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.